basically did the deal there and then. After they wanted to sign me, would I sign? So, of course, I'd grown up. You know, in those days, you had a, a wee team and a big team. My big team was Rangers. So, was I going to sign? Of course I was going to sign. Welcome to Inverness Football Memories, episode five. Lovely to have on the podcast this week a real goal getter, a man who certainly knew where the goal was. Last week we spoke to an Inverness Thistle legend, Davy Milroy. This week it's a Cali hero, Billy Urquhart. Billy, welcome on to the Inverness Football Memories podcast. How are you? I'm fine, Ian. Thank you very much for the opportunity to recount my memories. I'll try. I'll try my best to pull them to the back of my mind. <laughs> well, Billy, yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll have a lot of fun uh, over the next uh, hour or so, uh, taking a, a stroll down memory lane, and uh, you know, hearing your stories of of your time, especially at, at Cali. You've also, you know, you spent a couple of years down at down at Ibrox as well. So very interested to talk to you about your memories of uh, the late seventies at, at Rangers. Um, we, as I mentioned, we spoke to a good friend of yours, uh, Davy Mulroy, who I believe you, you you took money off on the golf course this afternoon. Yeah, he, he tried to shortchange me. He tried to give me a 50 pence instead of a, a pound, but uh, his pockets are fairly deep, but not that deep. So I managed to take the pound off him. We, we spoke to Davy on the on the podcast um, last week, and uh, he did actually mention you in, in, in passing. Um, as, I, as I alluded to there, obviously, you know, uh, Davy Mulroy was deeply connected with um, Inverness Thistle and yourself, Cali. Uh, you were born in Dunane Road and you can't get any closer to Telford Street. No, I, I was born uh, 23 Dunane Road and uh, literally a stone's throw from, from Telford Street. And, you know, my early memories really is, before I started going to the, to the football, was... Uh, the number of cars that used to park in Denane Road when a game was on. You know, you you you, you couldn't go out on the street because there were so many cars. I mean, both both sides and on the old square as well. There, were, you know, the whole area was was packed out by cars. You, you know, it's hard to believe nowadays the number of people that would go to to Highland League matches in those days. I take it that you know, living close to a football stadium too has that intrigue. You know that you know why are why are everyone there every other Saturday? You know the this the smells, the sounds, the sights. You know that must have intrigued you as a youngster. Well, it did, but more than that, really, because my my father, my earliest memory was my father was trainer of Cali for two or three years in the early sixties. Although he's an ex uh, Thistle player, he 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 played played for Thistle before the war and picked up a, f- a few medals there. He won the league and he also won the qualifying cup. In fact, I think uh, Thistle were the first North team to win the qualifying cup uh, back in the 30s, but I'm, I may be wrong about that. But certainly he he was trainer of Cali. He was a very good friend of Bobby Bolt, who was a legendary uh, player with Cali. I think his Bobby Bolt was captain of the, the team and probably coach as well when they won the qualifying cup three years in a trot in the early 50s. But as I say, my father was a good friend of his and asked he asked my father to, to be trainer. So... 
you know, early 60s, 62, maybe 61, 62. I was five, six years old. And my father would take me along to training on a, on a Tuesday and a Thursday. And I suppose that that, that was uh, where I got my first taste for the game, really. Having a, a father involved in, in football, I've spoken to a few um, of the of guests, I've spoken to a few guests so far in the podcast, and it tends to be a common theme. And I take it, you know, having someone, you know, like your father, a, a, a big figure in the household, you know, involved in football, football was a path you were going down from an early age. Yeah, I mean, I mean, probably didn't start playing proper when I say or proper football being being organised football until probably primary six. So that would be around about 1966 or thereabout. So I remember playing for the Central School um, and the captain of the team at that, that time was a guy, uh, Billy McIntosh, who played who played for Cali a couple of years in front of me, actually. And uh, two years above me was likes of Titchy Black, who went on to have a fantastic career at the Hill. And uh, as I say, that's my first sort of memory of, of organised football, along with probably boys' brigade football at the same time. In fact, my earliest memory of boys' brigade football, we used to go up to the to the ice rink and play, but we changed in the old um, stables, which were behind where the ice rink is now. And I could I can remember sawdust being down and, and, and straw being down on the floor there and having to change there to go and play on the back. Uh, it was quite an experience. <laughs> of course, uh, you know the the, the Bucht is a, a a pivotal part. I feel like in the city of Inverness and, and football. Um, and in terms of yeah, those early memories you mentioned, primary school football. It's something I'm very keen to talk to every guest about because you know that's where you you encounter you know like you mentioned there, Titchy Black. Um, you know, guys of the elk for the first time. You know, yeah. because you're used to your own primary school but then when you start going out and venturing out and playing the other schools in the area what are your memories of of um, if you like organized football at, at school level well in the early days I mean I was primary six and primary seven I played uh, for central and you know you would play teams like Dalney uh, teams like the Crown Hilton uh, that's probably where I first came across David Murray actually because he would have been playing for Hilton at the time I was playing for for the uh, central school but I mean, our school team, we had likes of Jeff McDonald, who is Kevin McDonald's older brother. He was a very good player. And I remember Jeff, Jeff would probably, he played Highland League, but not at a, not at a very, uh, not for a long time, because when he went to college, he kind of drifted off and uh, ended up making a good career for himself elsewhere, you know. But uh, there were loads of guys that could have played Highland League football. I remember them from, you know, I mean, I, I, I can't put names to them now, but they just didn't have either the dedication or, you know, the, the want to do it, you know, because there, there's other things obviously going on in people's lives and you just don't, you know, you, you made a decision. I was, I was lucky in many ways because, as I say, I, I came from a footballing family and that, that kept me on the, on the straight and narrow, as it were, you know. I think, you know, speaking to a few guys, Davey last week, Charlie, etc., I think when they mention the primary school football, it tends to be that every school had their player. And those players, if you like, went on to have a career in football. So it was, you know, it's obviously the, 
the the cream rises to the top, if you like. Yeah, I mean, I remember Dalney, Dalney, for instance. They had Mike Paul, who was a wonderful player. You know, in fact, he's a not natural sportsman. He was a really good golfer as well. And you know, he he was a star man for Dalney, and he went on to have a decent Highland League career as well. In terms of your own career, obviously, you're you're involved with the primary school football, then high school level. You signed for Cali at the age of fifteen, um, and are pretty much thrown into the thick of the action, I believe. Yeah, I signed an S form for Cali in nineteen March seventy two. Um, I'd been training with the second team for probably when I was fourteen, a year before. We used to train, used to train with the the, the boys that would. Uh, come through from, for instance, you know, there were a lot of Inverness players that played, for instance, out in, you know, for Lossiemouth, for Forest, for Nern, and they were allowed to train, at, some of them were allowed to train at the Cali Park one night a week, and we, you know, the second team players and, and younger guys used to train with these guys, and it, it was a, it was a, a great experience, actually. Uh, you were playing, you were with older guys, and you were picking, you may not have been aware of it at the time, but you were picking up good habits, and probably they are keeping you away from the bad habits. So, from that point of view, it was good. But from my own point of view, I, as I say, I signed in March 72. And the first game of the next season, which was August 72, was away to Huntley. And uh, I was I was on the, on the team bus. I was asked to go through. And it was a, a selection committee in those days. Uh, Hamish Monroe was part of it. And Bobby Bolt, in fact, who I've, I've spoken about already, he was part of it. Um, so we got through to Huntley and we went for lunch. And I, remember, I can remember this. I, I ordered up pie, beans and chips. So I was tacking into that and Bobby Bolt comes up to me and says, you realise you're playing today? And I had no idea. I mean, I literally had no idea. I just did not think I would, I would be, you know, I was on the bench, in fact. But as luck would have it or as fate would have it, after about 16 minutes, 17 minutes, Ian McRae, who I spoke to recently at a funeral, uh, he got injured and I had to come on. And I have to be honest, I was blown away. I just couldn't cope with the physicality or the, the speed of the game. And I say, I, at the end of the game, I thought, oh, no, I, I, I just can't play at this level. You know, it was just so quick in my mind and, and just so physical as well. Because, you know, I was only 15 at the time. and But... Oh, that, that, that gave me that gave me a lot of thought. I then had I didn't play a game for the whole season, and then the last game of the season, myself, Jeff McDonald, and Andy Smith, uh, three guys who were playing for the academy at the time, we we all played against Elga, and we we managed to get a nil nil draw, I think, in the last game of the season. But we were actually all leaving to go to college, so all three of us who played that night were uh, signed by Queens Park on on the same forms, on amateur forms, because obviously they were an amateur side. Yep. And uh, all three of us were two, we were all going down to Glasgow and we all signed amateur forms with, with Queen's Park. I think the burning question in the back of my mind, did you finish that pie, beans and chips? <laughs> I don't think I did. I don't <laughs> think I did. I can imagine 16 minutes in, you know, at uh, 15 years old as well, that that is just, a steeper learning curve as you're ever well, going to get, aren't you? Because it was, it was. I was completely overwhelmed, you know. Yeah, I was, I was completely blown away by it, you know. In terms of, uh, you know, the the experiences you got 
in those, you know, a couple of games in, in that season, the, the appetite was still there, though, you know, in terms of it didn't, didn't put you off. No, it didn't put me off at all. I mean, uh, even in those days, I suppose you, the, the term natural goal scorer is, doesn't sit easily with me. You know, it's just, in my opinion, you're, it's a bit of instinct, really, in, in, in terms of, you know, getting in the right place at the right time. But I was, I was known as a, what you would call a natural goal scorer, albeit uh, playing for the Royal Academy, I played mostly at the back. Okay. As a double centre half, and Dave was up front. It was only in latter years in the academy that I then started to play up front with Dave, who, who then, when he went to Thistle, reverted to the, to uh, a defender. You know, it was it was funny the way things worked out. Um, yeah, that's 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 strange because we did talk about that last week with, with Davey Mulroy and yeah, you know, a, a, a bit of a. A, 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 a finisher in front of goal. He talked about his goal record. That, that oh, he had a fantastic goal record in school. I mean, I think one season he scored fifty-five for the for the first team, you know. And uh, I was very much sort of the the lieutenant in that in that uh, that team. He was the captain, and he, you know, as I say, his, his goal scoring record was phenomenal in, in school. But when he signed for Jags, I don't know, you know, I don't know the circumstances. I'd have to listen to his, his podcast of why he was then uh, converted to a First of all, a left back and then a centre half. I, I can understand where he went from left back to centre half, but uh, to go back from being such a what I would term, a, as I say, a natural goal scorer, which he was, to, to go back, you know, the, I went the other way, which as things worked out, you know. You mentioned there you go down to Glasgow. Obviously, education is is part of the, the reason why. Um, there was a teenager with you know that early Highland League experience. You were playing in the, the Glasgow Amateur League in terms of a very different experience, I take it, was was that down in Glasgow? Well, when I went to Glasgow, I was, uh, as I said, I'd signed for Queen's Park along with Jeff and Andy, but uh, within four or five weeks, I think both Jeff and Andy packed it in and started playing for the university. Because if you under, do you understand the, the predicament I was in, I was out in um, a place called Dentocher which is, uh, you know, out near Clydebank, but up, up the hill. So it, in point of fact, to get to training, I had to get a bus from Dentocher to Clydebank, a train out to Central, then a train out to Hamden for training, and then reverse that uh, journey twice twice a week and then three times a week if you were playing. So at, at, the, at that point, I, I stuck it out for probably three, four months, and I, I was playing for the second team and, and doing quite well, actually. But uh, I got to the point that I thought I'm as well playing for the college as Jeff and Andy had done for the university. So I was I was at Jordan Hill. So that, that's what I did, you know. And the first I remember my first game at uh, for the for the college was like uh, they didn't know who I was. So I played for the second second team. We were out to steps near the prison out there, yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of the team, but it was, as you say, Glasgow Amateur. We won something like six or seven. One, I scored three or four goals. So from there, I was straight into the first, the, the college first eleven, and uh, I scored a heap of goals that season. But the th- the thing that about about playing in Glasgow Amateur, if you weren't up for it physically, yeah, you would not survive because they took no prisoners whatsoever. And to be honest, that that's 
that's what actually made me, in my opinion, because, you know, I grew up, I mean, Bobby Noble, I remember Bobby Noble, who was a great public player, a great clock player. I remember before I went to college and I was playing for the, for the Cali second team, and then I came back and I started to play for the first team. He said, you went away a boy and came back a man. And that always stuck with me. You know, I think I, I developed physically and I was able to look after myself. And, I, you know, I was up for the physical challenge. That was basically it, you know. Yeah, because even even nowadays, you know, the Highland League is very different to the juniors. Uh, obviously, you know, it's the same game, but it's a very different style and, uh, you know, different areas of Scotland, you know, there's there's different mentalities. So to have that little bit of experience of of playing, you know, in a, in a, a rough and tumble league in, in Glasgow, if you like, can only enhance you as a player. Well, like I say, they, they took no prisoners. In fact, the... the the supporters didn't take any prisoners. I, I can remember, distinctly remember going down to one of the Ayrshire villages, uh, who I can't remember who we were playing, and uh, our winger was going up the, the right wing, and some guy stuck out a walking stick and tripped him up. <laughs> as, <he's> going, <laughs> as I say, you just had you had to laugh, but I mean, they just took no prisoners. It was as simple as that. Okay. So in terms of your experience in Glasgow, we'll touch on Glasgow later because you do return to the city to uh, to play football for arguably one of the biggest clubs in the city, if you like, and indeed the country. Yeah. Uh, but, but but first of all, there's a there's a pit stop back home. Uh, you, you return to Inverness to rejoin Cali. Yeah, I mean, at the end of my first year at college, you came back and uh, I was up here from sort of end of April till... Uh, I'd go back to college in September, so in fact, end of April, beginning of May. So I, I, I was still an amateur. So I was uh, able. I was training with Cali, which obviously there was no problem there. But I went straight into the first team at the start of the next season, and I think in the first nine, ten games, or something like twelve goals. But I, what I was doing by that stage, I was going back to Glasgow during the week and travelling back up on, the, on the, the Friday night to play for Cali. To be honest, I wasn't enjoying the, the college life as much as I should have done. Um, and I took the decision to pack it in, come back up here, look for a job and, you know, continue to play for Cali. So that's in point of fact what I did. I probably came back up here and... October, November time of 1975. And uh, I ended up Cali's top goal scorer that year. Um, albeit, after probably the initial, the initial burst of goals, um, I struggled for a long time and ended up playing in midfield uh, for the rest of that season. And to be honest, I was probably just a journeyman midfield player. Uh, but... As I say, physically I was okay. I could, I was box to box. I could get up and down okay, but I didn't have the skills that, you know. For instance, the likes of Mike Paul, who was a fantastic, you know, he could pick a pass anywhere. So the likes of him, you know, I mean, I, I couldn't compare compare with the likes of him. But I was playing in midfield, and you know, but for a quirk of fate, I mean, things may not have worked out as they had, because the last game of the season was away in the Bell's Cup. Uh, which was a two-legged affair at the end of the season. We were playing Lossiemouth. Uh, we played Lossiemouth at, at Telford Street. And see, I was playing midfield. We got beat 2-0. So 
So we're traveling through to Aussie the following Wednesday. And as I say, as fate would have it, the one of the guys didn't turn up. It was a guy from memory, I think it was Ian Hamilton was his name. And he was going to be playing up front with Ray McIntosh that night because Raymond had just signed probably in the February, March that season. As it turned out, as I say, he didn't turn up. So they threw me up front with Raymond and the old cliche, the rest is history. Raymond and I both scored and Bob Sauer scored and we won the cup and it went from there. Because that's a really, that's a, that's a, yeah, you're right. It's a lightning doors moment because, yeah. after, you know, you, you, you revert to uh, being a, a striker or a recognised striker and then over the next two years, success follows because at Cali win the league back to back. And you know, as we if to, as we talked about with a with a lot a lot of guests, you know, in terms of supporting the team and following the team that they've they've grown up alongside, like winning the title uh, must have been a great feeling. You've done it twice, uh, two as I say, consecutive title triumphs in uh, sixty six, uh, sorry seventy six, seventy seven, and seventy seven, mm. seventy eight. Talk to us about those those title wins because they must have been really special. Well, like I say, going back to the end of the previous season, we won the Bells Cup. And I remember, I remember we go back to the Cali Club and uh, say Raymond had signed, but we'd signed Peter. Peter Corbett was through with us because he'd signed as well, but he, was, he, was, he wasn't eligible for, for that game. But I remember him coming there and we knew at that point we had the makings of a really decent team, you know, a really decent team because we'd Andy Penman there as well. He'd signed probably around about the same time as Raymond in the February so, of course, we get to the start of the next season and uh, the first cup was the Highland League Cup. And uh, I remember we went, got to the final, beat Fraser after extra time in an absolutely epic game at Telford Street. They are a really good team. Bertie Bowie and guys like that. I mean, John Duffy, the really ex-Jags player, fantastic team. But we beat them in extra time, myself and Raymond. And we, we didn't play with a winger. We played with Johnny Wood. So there was the three of us up front. That was the way we, we played in those days. We had three strikers, uh, Johnny Wood, myself and, and Raymond. And uh, as I say, we got to the final. And we, came in, we played the Jags. We had a really fantastic team as well. I mean, Billy Bremner, Ian Cumming, Davey Milroy, um, Charlie Duncan, they really had a fantastic team, Titchy Black. But it must have been one of the best games ever ever seen at Clough Park. We, we, we triumphed 5-4. And uh, like I say, that, that's what gave us the confidence then to go on. And, you know, from there was no looking back for us at that point. You know, we just carried on and carried on. Albeit, we got to the end of the season and Peter Head, who were a really good team as well, and a fantastic couple of strikers and Gordon McIntyre and uh, Ace O'Hara, they we went down there and they all they needed was a draw against us and the league was theirs. But we thrashed them 4-0. Andy Penman was absolutely outstanding. I mean, he was absolutely outstanding. He scored a goal. I think he made two other ones and we beat them 4-0. They then lost their next game 2-0 and all we had to do then, I'll say all we had to do was beat Brora at Telford Street and the, the league was ours on goal, goal difference. So... We beat the we beat Brora six three, but it was three all with ten with ten minutes to go. Then Penman scored, I think Raymond scored, and I think 
from memory, Richie Mackay got the, got the last one. So we won 6-3. And like I say, the confidence was just so sky high having having done that, you know. So we, we'd won the, the Highland Cup, the North Scotland Cup, and the league in one season. Uh, it was just a brilliant feeling, you know. Winning that title in the fashion you did as well. I mean, that's, I mean, what a what an incredible way to win a title. Not only very similar, actually. I, I very I recently spoke to um, uh, uh, Ross Tokley, and we talked about when Cali Thistle got promoted, and they had to go to Clyde, who were top of the table. Tight was waiting for them, and then Cali Thistle won it, and it had to go and beat St Johnston the week after, and in a kind of dramatic game, very very similar to your own. It situation. was, very, yeah. When you say that, I, I, yeah, it was very similar. I say we. we We'd kind of given up on the cup on the league because even had we beaten Peterhead, they still they still just needed to win. Well, far. they had three games to go as we did as well, but they lost four 0 I think at uh, Keith on the Wednesday with us having thrashed them previously, and uh, that oh, they were they were gone then. You know, they were just gone. But uh, we won the three trophies that year. Then the following season, we actually won three again because we won the Highland League Cup again. We went to. We beat Huntley 4-2 down at uh, Borough Briggs. And then we won, we won the Inverness Cup. And we won the Bells Cup again, actually, that season. So that, that was... And then the league again. <laughs> Ironically, we had to beat Ross County for the last, in the last game of the season at Inverness. And the score was exactly the same as we beat Brora the previous season. We beat them 6-3 at Telford Street to win the league again. Those, those wins, those, you know, those moments... Um, you know, incredible, um, incredible feeling to win any trophy. Talk, talk to us about the team. You've mentioned some some big names there. What are your memories of playing alongside these guys? Because this was a, a kind of bit of a, a golden spell for Cali. It was, yeah. I mean, the first season, uh, the team picked itself in many ways, which was Billy McDonald and goals who we got from Clark, uh, Sugar Kennedy, uh, who... We, again, we got from Clark. He came because he was Peter's best mate, I think. <laughs> and he was out of contract, so he came. Um, so he he was right back. And then Bob and Peter were the, the double centre halves as they, as they played in those days. And, of course, Alan Presley, who would have been 36 at that point, 37, he, 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 he was probably getting replaced. But, again, a quirk of fate. I can't remember who our left back was, but he got injured. So Presley played there. And of course, teams used to try and and uh, target Alan because like he was 36, 37, probably lost a bit of pace if he had any anyway. But he was such a clever footballer. None of them could none of them ever did. So he he played virtually the whole of that season at, at left back. And uh, that was our back four, and it was it was marvelous, you know. Brilliant, brilliant players to play with. And then in midfield, of course, we had Andy Penman, Richie Mackay, who we'd signed from Forrest. Uh, then we had Gordy Fife on the left-hand side, myself and Raymond up front with Johnny Wood. And, you know, it was, it was, it was just a brilliant team to be playing, you know. You reeled off the names there as if it was, you know, the, as if the, the starting lineup had just been announced. Um, and I'm assuming that, you know, your friends, still friends with all of these guys as well, you'll still oh, yeah. Yeah. share your memories and share stories of, you know, what was a, as I say, a very... Very, very, very successful spell for the club. Uh, very successful. I mean, the, f- the following season it didn't change much, too much either, except uh, Sugar lost his place to, to Roddy Davidson. And that, that's a story in itself. You know, I mean, Rod- Roddy was 
one of the best attacking fullbacks that ever came across in the Highland League. And that was prior to probably the days when you know a fullback would hardly ever cross the halfway line. But that that changed rapidly, and Roddy was one of those players that was who changed that. You know, he, he did most mostly in those days. A fullback just marked the winner, and that, you know, gave it to somebody else, and that was that was the name of their, their game. You know, but no, he was he was a marvelous player. You know, Roddy, and uh, so he took Sugar's place, and I think Sugar ended up at Ross County after that. You know, now Cali won the league in nineteen seventy. As I say, the the second of uh, the second consecutive title triumph uh, towards the end of the 70s. 1978 is a year that, well, it's, it's famous in Scottish football, of course. Uh, I'm Ali McLeod's tapping army on the march uh, to the World Cup that ended in, you know, again, glorious failure, Archie Gemmell's goal. 1978 will be a year that you'll never forget uh, because at Cali take on Rangers, Glasgow yeah. Rangers, in and in a, a pre-season friendly and it's there that you're spotted uh, by a, a real legend of the game, John Gregg, and become his first uh, signing as Rangers manager, I believe, um, and signed for Rangers in the, in the summer of 1978. Uh, take us back then uh, to the, the summer of 78 and, and tell us more about the, the move to Rangers and how it came about. Uh, it's funny. You, you, um, I'd, I'd been on trial with Dundee, at the beginning of the previous season, I went down there and, and was in trial there for a week and they wanted me to come back. I mean, their front two at that time were, was Billy Perry and Bobby Hutchison, you know, the really fantastic players, you know, they, they really were. But So it was Davey White, who was an ex-Rangers manager, he, he he asked me to come back down, but things didn't work out. I then, I then went on trial to Derby County at, uh, in the April of that season and uh, Tommy Doherty was the manager there. And... Uh, I'll tell you, the old baseball pitch. I don't know if you've you ever ever seen. I did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I never seen a pitch like in my life. Anyway, I went down there and, and uh, I trained for a week, and then there was a reserve match against Queens Park Rangers on the Thursday night. So I played in that game, and I played pretty well actually. So pulled in to see the dock afterwards, and I remember going into a wee room which I could only describe as like you know the old boot room that they had at Liverpool. I remember going in there and, and Tommy had a, a wee desk there. And uh, I remember he had, a bot, he had a bottle of wine and he was having a glass of red wine. So he just sort of talked me through and he says, he says he, you know, so he basically said he, he thought I had something we'd, we'd have prepared to come, come back down in the summer for pre-season training. So I, I said, yeah, I probably would. Yeah, I would. Um, but so they were going to contact Carly and take me back down. I mean, so I thought that was a good opportunity. Um, I don't think they ever followed through on it for whatever reason. But as it turned out, I, I did pre-season with Cali and then were, you know, played a few friendlies and then the big game, of course, was Rangers. So John Gregg had actually just retired. They'd won the treble the previous season and he'd just retired and taken over as, as manager. So they came up and, I mean, it was just... One of those days, you know, I mean, there was the, the, there was a full house, six, six and a half thousand at Telford Street. Mm -hmm. And Rangers had their full team out, you know, apart from Greg, who had retired. Um, and they had the boy Alex Forsyth, who they'd signed from 
Um, Man United, in point of fact, we, we took over Greg's role as on left left side of the defence. So we played them, and big Tom Forsyth was at the back with Colin Jackson. Uh, we beat and they beat us six three, but I scored a couple and played pretty well. And then immediately after the game, I was down the Cali Club having a pint with the boys, and uh, I think it was Alec Main came in and said. You come out the front. So out the front, there's a, there's a car waiting for me, right? We need to take you up to the Lucardo Hotel. So we'll go up there and into the room and who do I met? But John Gregg and Willie Waddle. So basically they did the deal there and then. Asked them what to sign me, would I sign? So of course, I'd grown up, you know, in those days you had a, a wee team and a big team. My big team was Rangers. So was I going to sign? Of course I was going to sign. I mean... Nowadays, that would never happen. You, you know, you'd have an agent or you'd have somebody. But I just signed there and then on the spot. No questions asked. That was me. And, and the thing was, my mother and father, they were away on holiday at the time. So I got back. Who am I going to phone? I better tell somebody, you know. So just phoned my brother. He wouldn't believe me. He was, he lived in Perth at the time, but he wouldn't believe me. But yeah, that was it. It, was, it just happened as, as quickly as that. That's that's an incredible story, you know. That and, you know, I'm just picturing the, you know, the, from going from the Cali Club to the Cardinal House Hotel and out steps John Gregg. It's you know, it's yeah, it's it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, it's an awesome story. Uh, in fact, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, money is a, you know, it's a, it's something that's probably spoiled the game in, in many ways these days. But in those days, you never thought about it. You know, I mean, nowadays. If that had happened, you know, you'd have an agent saying, "Well, what are you going to give? The, you know, what are you going to what are you going to pay?" I just didn't didn't ask anything at all. Just signed there on the on the dot, and that was it. So you moved into Glasgow again. You're back in Glasgow uh, this time in the blue and white. Um, and you've mentioned there you're going from you're you're going from a dressing room, you know, full of you know wonderful uh, Cali side to. Not a bad dressing room in terms of uh, stars and the Rangers side. Yeah. Um, you know, big names in terms of uh, Scottish football terms anyway. Sandy Jardine, uh, Derek Johnston, uh, Tommy McLean was there, Gordon yeah. Smith, Davy Cooper. You know, what was their initial, uh, sorry, what was your uh, initial memories of of uh, getting to know your, your new teammates? Well, my... I, went, I remember the. I, I say we played the preseason friendly on the Saturday, so they gave me the, the you know the four or five days to get organised to come down to Glasgow. Uh, the the following weekend was the what was called the Tenant Caledonian Cup, which Rangers ran for a few seasons. And I remember the four teams in it were Hearts, West Brom, Southampton, and obviously Rangers. Mm-hmm. So they played. You played two games on the Saturday, and then the, the two winners and the two losers played off. On the Sunday for the cup, so I remember going down there straight on. Got introduced to all the players. <laughs> you know, it's a whirlwind. I remember having to buy a suit because I didn't. It was something I didn't have. I had to buy a suit at Burton's to, to go down to Ibrox, and you know they put me up in a hotel. Obviously, and I, I remember going down and shaking everyone's hands, and you just, you know, it, it was a who's who. You know, Peter McCloy, Stuart Stuart Kenny, as you say, Sandy Jordan, Alec Miller, Colin Jackson, Derek Johnson. Derek Parling, David Cooper, Bobby Russell, Kenny Watson. You know, it was just a who's who, really, of really good Rangers players. So I was on the bench that first Saturday, didn't come on. Then on the 
Rangers beat Southampton, I think, on the Saturday. And then on the Sunday, we played Hearts. And I came on for the last 20 minutes and did okay. Uh, so that was that. Then I think the following Saturday, I was then able to go, go back up to Inverness on the Sunday, just organise everything that I had to, and then come back down. They put me up in a hotel uh, for the first four or five weeks until I found somewhere to stay. But the following Saturday, we went to Easter Road, and that was my real debut. I started up front with uh, Gordon Smith. Derek Parlane was injured. And uh, the atmosphere there was incredible. It really was incredible because there's no love lost between Hibs and Rangers to this day. And, uh, yeah, played played the whole game. But, I mean, going from the high league to the to Premier League, physically, actually, I got on okay. But, uh, you know, it was a mile ahead in terms of thought, speed of thought. That was the thing I remember. And in terms of the, the opposition there, you mentioned Hibs, of course, you know, we're entering a, a period of Scottish football where the old firm got, you know, got to admit its match. Aberdeen were getting stronger. Dundee United were, were obviously a good side as well. There was plenty of good sides around in that in, in that division. Now, later that year, you go into win a medal. You're at Hamden uh, when Rangers beat Aberdeen in the, the Scottish League Cup. You start in that game uh, at Hamden Park uh, against Alex Ferguson's Aberdeen side. Willie Miller, Gordon Strachan, um, you know, again, a, you know, a, a decent Aberdeen team. You know, there you are winning the title for Cali. Uh, and then, you know, a couple of months later, you're at Hamden uh, with a medal in your back pocket in terms of the Scottish yeah. League Cup. I mean, that is, that's fairy tale stuff, isn't it, Billy? It was indeed. I mean, just to, to sort of dial back slightly, I mean, as I say, I made a debut against Hibs and then, you know, I could, t- you know, I could tell I wasn't ready in terms of to, to, to start regularly for the first team in, in the Premier League as it was then. So I was back with the second team, scored a few goals, and I was sort of come, drift in and out of the first team for that first season. But what I do remember was Rangers had a really good run in the European Cup. We went to Juventus. That was the first trip. And I remember going, going there. And they had half, virtually half, I think they had seven players from the Italian World Cup team who, you know, he'd been out in Argentina in '78. The ironic thing was, I watched Italy, that team, when I, when I was out in Mallorca uh, with, my, with my mates, sitting in a bar, having a few drinks, and then two months later, I'm on the bench against them. It was, it was just one of those things, you know. So it was pretty surreal in many ways, you know. But going back to that League Cup game, yeah, that, that was actually Aberdeen's, that, the Aberdeen team that Fergie created. That was their first ever sort of Cup final. And you could tell they were really up for it. They were really up for it. In fact, Big De Groovy, he gave me a really hard time in, in that game. And uh, they were leading 1-0, but uh, Alec McDonald equalised. And then Rugby actually gets sent off. Now, I, I couldn't, you know, he, he hit Derek Johnson. But whether it was a sending off, and you know, I think VAR would probably exonerate him today. But uh, off he went and... Colin Jackson, of all people, who's an Aberdonian himself, scored the winner with a, bit, a minute to go. So I picked up a medal, a winner's medal in that first cup final. Yeah. But again, you know, like I say, that that's an incredible rise from, you know, the end of the the end of the sorry summer of '78, and then by the end of March, a league cup winner medal um, at Hamden um, in front of fifty-five thousand, I think, as well. Yeah. So 
you know, Rangers Aberdeen, you mentioned no love loss between Rangers oh, and Hibs. Not at all. It, it didn't have the same venom that exists now, to be honest, between Rangers and Aberdeen, you know. Uh, you know, I think that's ever since the Neil, unfortunately, Neil Simpson, Ian Durant thing, that's, that's been magnified and it's never been forgotten, really, you know. And the, the fans on both sides are pretty venomous towards each other. In terms of John Gregg, we mentioned him there, of course, you know, a legendary uh, Rangers captain. Um, he signed you in that summer of 78. Your experiences with John, John Gregg, what was he like? I think, you know, he was a really nice guy. And also, he was quite, a, he was quite uh, studious in terms of, uh, you know, opposition. He would always look very deeply at the opposition. But that's, in fact, why, why we managed to beat Juventus and definitely why we beat PSV, who put a lot of the, the Dutch 78 World Cup squad in their, in their side. Um, he he really was meticulous when it came to, to looking at strengths and weaknesses of the opposition, as I say, particularly in Europe. Uh, but I mean, I, I got on really well with him. I think it was easy for me, easier for me than it was probably for the guys that had played with him for so many years. You know, likes of Alec McDonald, Tommy McLean. These guys had played with John for for so many years, and all of a sudden he's their boss, which is fine if things are going well. But if things aren't going well, you know, you've got you find yourself in a an invidious position that you're you're having to deal with guys who were your teammates and friends, but you might have to drop one of them, which in fact, point of fact, he had to do with Alec McDonald at one point. And uh, I don't think Alec took it too well. In fact, I think he was gone in the, by the end of the following season, you know. And in terms of, you know, his uh, his relationship with yourself, I mean, you know, is that you're relative, still a relatively young man in terms of, you know, was he good for you in terms of, you know, helping and yeah, you and, and, and improve your game? Yeah, no, yeah, very good, very good. I mean, looking back, and again, it's, it's always with the benefit of hindsight. I should probably have worked harder when I went down there, but it, it, you know, you went in in the morning, you did your training for two hours, you possibly did maybe another half hour if there was a coach there, but you know, you. I should maybe have pushed it to go back and, and do an extra hour in the afternoon a couple of times a week, which would have helped my game, I think. You know, the more you practice, the better you become. That, that's that's true of everything. And I say, it's hindsight. Looking back, I, I should have worked harder. I should, but the coaches in those times, you did, they, they weren't, you know, they were in the same boat. They were they did their two or three hours in the morning and then they were gone. That, that was the way Scottish football was in those days. You know, days of, of working and working for a couple of hours in the morning, doing another couple of, couple of hours, you know, full-time football. It, was, it wasn't really full-time in that sense, you know. In terms of that Rangers side, obviously we've mentioned, uh, you know, a whole host of names. Who stuck out for you in terms of, you know, your, your teammates? Who was the, the, the one that you thought, right, yeah, he's he's the best player? Well, David Cooper. David Cooper. I mean, absolutely outstanding. Most most skill of any player I've ever had the pleasure to play with. He, he was just fantastic. He was moody. He was moody, you know, and he, he could, you know, if if it so took him, he, he, you know, he would be in a mood and he wouldn't play. You know, he, that was the way he was, but Mercurial, absolutely fantastic player. Fantastic player. I'm sure when Graham Sooners came that uh, he, he kind of sorted him out in many ways, you know. And, you know, he, he went on to have a good career with Rangers. Not that he hadn't been prior to that, but I think he was even better when Sunas came and kind of 
put him on the straight and narrow, as it were, in terms of his, his attitude to the game. But he was a fantastic player, absolutely fantastic. As was Bobby Russell, who was, you know, very underrated, very underrated midfield player. Um, yeah, I, I, I love playing. And again, Tommy McLean, of course, could, could, could fight a ball. He reminded me of Andy Penman in that sense. You know, his, his passing ability was as good as anyone I've ever seen. Well, you're certainly not alone in, the, in your admiration of, of David Cooper. Um, you know, I think he's still held in high regard mm-hmm. uh, by teammates and, and certainly uh, Rangers supporters of, of that uh, generation as well. I'd say, without a doubt, he, he, was, he was the finest player in terms of sheer skill that I'd ever, ever come across, you know. You mentioned there, Billy, obviously you had a, a two-year spell in, in, uh, in Glasgow with Rangers. You also had a spell down south as well at, at Wigan. Uh, talk to us about that that spell you had down there, um, because um, okay, it, it it didn't maybe didn't work out for you, but in terms of an, another experience, if you like, uh, going down south, because you mentioned earlier your trial with Derby, uh, was that something on your radar to to try your luck down south? Uh, not especially, no. I mean, if things had worked out at Rangers. I've been playing playing regular. I'd be quite happy to stay there, you know. Um, but it got to the it got to the point. Rangers at that time they had. Half a dozen players probably playing for the, you know, part of the squad or a second team who had been there a number of years. You know, I'm thinking the likes of Eric Morris, uh, late Davy Armour, who been there three or four years prior to me coming. And they maybe only had half a dozen first team ex- games under their belt, if that. And uh, Rangers were quite happy. They had been quite happy for me at that point to carry on playing for the second team. So I was, I was playing for the second team and scoring a few goals. But I was, you know, I got it got to the point I was never going to become a regular. I could see it myself. So I thought, what, you know, I want to play at a higher level than, than just the reserves. So I went to see John Gregg, and he said, uh, yeah, no, yeah, he understood, uh, no problem at all. And within two or three days, actually, Ian McNeil, who had been manager of Ross County for a spell up here, uh, he was manager of Wigan. He he came and made a bid, and Rangers accepted it. So it was up to me. So. I, I thought nothing, nothing to lose here, you know. I'm, I'm going to go for it, so I did. Things didn't work out, however, because with I was only down there. Maybe I mean I signed in November. Well, probably before Christmas, Ian McNeil was gone, been sacked, and uh, there was a fair squad of Scots down there. Uh, one of whom was Jim Oliver, uh, who played a lot of high league up here. But uh, once Ian McNeil had gone. <sighs> The regime completely changed, and you know we were persona non grata. You know we were trained with us, we they made us train with the youth team, and so on and so forth. And they, they wanted rid of us, basically. They wanted rid of us. <laughs> was it quite uh, ferocious in terms of that uh, desire to to get rid of you guys, or was it was it quite an amicable? Amicable in as much that uh, you know they. They weren't uh, overtly saying, get the hell out of here or anything like that, but they just told us, you know, as soon as you can find a club, get out of here. I, I had another, I, I just signed a two-year contract, so I at the end of that first season, and I, I'd hardly played, uh, Larry Lloyd, who was an ex-Northern uh, Forest player, he came in as manager. But he'd obviously tried to intimidate every player that he could play on the pitch, Well, he tried the same thing off the pitch, and... He wasn't. He had no man management skills whatsoever, as far as I could see. You know, and uh, at the at the start of the next season, there was about four or five of us left uh, whose contracts were 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 still valid. 
but they wanted rid of us. Uh, so started putting feelers out, and then Montrose actually inquired would I be prepared to come back at, which I would have done, but it meant going part time with Montrose. Although they they were looking at possibly getting me a job in Aberdeen uh, offshore or or something like that, which we, you know, which might have worked out okay, but but the same thought, Tally were interested as well, and I I kind of looked at it and thought I've got a better chance of getting a job back in Inverness. You know, I mean, it was as far as I was concerned. Play, although, don't get me wrong, Montrose were actually a decent team, uh, mid mid seventies, early eighties. But I just thought, we're going part time. Why not go part time in Inverness? And that, that's the decision I took. So I came back up here. So that's nineteen eighty one that you come back to sign for Cali. You left Cali on the back of a league title triumph. Then Cali go mm. through. Uh, three years of uh, of no league title wins. They they were pipped the season after you left by Keith, and then the season you come back. Uh, of course, it ends uh, with another league title triumph, and then you you go three titles in a row uh, over the next three seasons as well. It's a it's a, it's a start of another uh, kind of successful spell for yeah. the club, and and a, a new. Well, new, new, new faces, but some old, some old faces still there, and uh, some of the old guard, um, you know, still able to deliver success too. Yeah, I mean, the, the team had, you know, uh, when I left, Peter left and went to Ross County. Raymond left, went to Ross County. Um, Andy Penman retired. Um, so you know, the spine of the team, Gordy Fife retired through injury. Yeah, so the, like I say, the spine of the team had probably got, probably changed quite a bit. But Raymond came back at this. Alec Main, who was the manager, he he kind of he fell out with the with the guys in the committee and over over trying to sign Peter. I believe actually they'd offered Peter a contract, and Alec didn't think uh, they given you know they given Peter the correct contract. So it ended up Peter going to Ross County, and I think Alec resigned on the back of that. But then Alec came back, Peter came back with him. Uh, he signed Raymond, and then. I signed in the, the September of 81 and bang, off we went. I mean, the thing about it that was we won three leagues in the, in the trot, but we also won three qualifying cups in the trot. So we won the qualifying cup and league double three years in the trot, which, you know, is not easy to do. It's not easy to do. In terms of that, you know, the, the, the years prior to coming back to, to Cali again in terms of the, the Rangers experience obviously you know was was something you look back on uh, fondly that that the wigging experience perhaps um you know a little bit difficult but to come back into you know familiar surroundings uh, for familiar teammates it must have been nice just to kind of slip back in and then you know get back into a rhythm in terms of success on the park again. Yeah, it was. I mean, the, the team had changed, as I say, it evolved slightly. I mean, like I say, Raymond and, and Peter were back. But we also had, uh, we picked up uh, Wilson Robertson and Kevin Mann from Dundee. They were both Dundee youth players at the time. And it was through Bob Summer's father, who was a coach, so he was a, a scout for Dundee. He tipped uh, Alec Main off about the two of them. And they came up and both signed. And, you know, they became legends at the Telford Street as well. And uh, with Robbie Baxter as well, who was, in terms of sheer sheer ability, Robbie probably would be up there. I'm not going to say with Davy Cooper, but of, of that ilk, you know, in terms of the Highland League, he was an absolutely fantastic player in terms of skill. 
<laughs> he could do anything with the ball. He really was a good player, you know. And with John Doherty there as well, and you know, we really had a good team. Really had. That. I mean, Keith had an excellent team at the time as well. Keith and and, and in fact, Peter Head to Ross County. You know, there was a lot of really good teams around at that point. Yeah, because Peter Head, uh, Challenge, yeah. we finished running up in the first season. Keith are there thereabouts as well. Uh, they finished uh, second uh, in, in 83 84. Elgin City are there too. You know, versus a lot of competition too. And I'm assuming, you know, a lot of good games as well. You mentioned obviously a couple of crackers there uh, in that uh, back to back title triumphs at the end of the 70s. But I'd imagine there would have been some some tough uh, but entertaining games nonetheless as well. What are your your memories of 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 those games over that uh, early eighties? Well, I mean, the, the qualifying cap games actually stick out probably more than than the league games. Uh, you know, we beat Elgin twice at uh, at Nairn, uh, first first one after a replay, and uh, but in terms of the league. Probably the game that sticks out to me most is if we played Keith uh, in a league decider. We we when we won the league uh, 81-82, the following season, Keith actually kicked off. On, I I I I think I'm right in saying this. They they played their first game on the Tuesday, and our first game was on the Wednesday, something like that. So they won on the Tuesday night. Well, they were top of the league for the whole of that season. The whole of that season apart from when they played us in the last game of the season. So it went to the last game of the season. They needed a draw, and we needed to win. So, I mean, they had a really good team, really good team. As I say, Ace O'Hara had signed for them by then, and he, he was a really good player. Charlie Barber was playing with him as well, and another excellent player up front. Uh, Mike Dalgarno and Eric Wilson were their two central defenders, fantastic players. Ian Mackay, Captain Mackay, of course. Bobby, Bobby Gray was their goalkeeper. Uh, probably... The best goalkeeper in the Highland League at that point, apart from Billy McDonald, who we we had in goals. Uh, the two of them were the the two top goalkeepers at that point. But that game, they had they came to Upper Street very last game of the season. We needed to win. They needed the draw, and I scored with ten minutes to go. A header from a John Doherty corner. Uh, just got up there above above Dalgarno and flipped it into the top corner, and. Uh, we, we beat them 1-0 and, and won the league. Uh, they must have been absolutely gutted. But uh, uh, that, was, that was the second of our triumphs in that, that, day, that day's... Uh... Towards the, the end of the 80s, um, Cali's last league uh, triumph uh, comes in 87-80. Of course, they, they finished runner-up uh, in, uh, well, towards the end of the 80s every season. We, we threw it away a few times, actually. Threw it away towards the end of the season two or three times. You know, we should, you know, we just didn't close it out as we should have done. But there were still there were still trophies in there as well. In, in terms of, uh, the, you know, across, you know, your very successful spell at, at Cali. What's the the, the title? Uh, sorry, the trophy triumph that you would look back on with with the fondest of memories. There's so many to look back on. Actually, you know, I don't want to sound uh, uh, triumphant, but I mean. <laughs> but, I mean, pr- probably going right back to the beginning was the the, the five four game against Thistle that, that uh, down at the Clough Park in seventy six seventy seven. Yeah. That win probably gave us the impetus to go on and 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 become the team that we were. You know, we could become because the, the Jags are a fantastic team. I mean, 
to, to be honest, the Jags, in my opinion, should have won more than they did. I mean, I don't, you know, apart from the, the, the great team they had in the early 70s, uh, when they won the league two years in a row, I think I don't think they did themselves justice league-wise until obviously they won it in the 86, 87, I think it was. And aside from that, they didn't really put any challenge in for a league, you know, which I find quite incredible now, looking back. Because, you know, like I say, they were, they were a, a far better team than the, than the trophy trophy hall may have given them, you know. You've mentioned Inverness a few times, and I'm, I'm keen to get your uh, recollections of, of derbies. I'm um, include Clark in that as well. Uh, in terms of your, your games against the, the Inverness sides uh, and your spells at, at Cali, what are your uh, kind of memories of, of derby matches? I mean... Not wishing to be disrespectful to Clark, but once once their team broke up mid seventies, they were never really a, a a team that gave us much problems for you know up until the early nineties, where the you know the bit of resurgence. Um, but right throughout the eighties, they didn't they didn't uh, bother us that much. You know that I can't I, I can't recall losing many too many if any games them throughout the eighties. Uh, that's, that's probably not true, but I mean, that, that's my memory of it, you know. But the the big one was for us was the Jags, you know, because they, they were always they were always there or thereabouts. I say maybe not challenging for the league, but in terms of cups, yeah, they were always there. I mean, the, they beat us a few times in the North. They beat us twice, I think, in the North Scotland Cup finals. They beat us a couple of times in the Inverness Cup finals, and so you know, the Jags, the Jags were the team plus. You know, that was the one, at that point, that was the one the fans wanted. That was, the, the you know, the two fans had a, a bit of animosity between them and that was the, the game that really mattered to, in terms of a derby, you know. That was the one that mattered. When I mentioned derbies, of course, there is a very famous derby and it leads us on, I think I discussed this topic with nearly every guest that, that we have on. Of course, it's the merger. Um, the last derby between Caledonian and Thistle at... Uh, at Telford Street and uh, you make a a return to the Cali side and you pop up and score the only goal of the game I suppose it's a you know it's a, it's a game that will, will will go down is down in the history books mm-hmm. score uh, the winner uh, and the only goal in that game how much did that mean to you? Well I mean I, I'd retired at the end of the previous season um, I have to be honest if I at that point I didn't know or you know there was no you know, there was nothing hard and fast about about the merger at that point. Had I known that the following season would have been the last season, I would have I would have carried on. You know, I would, you know, I would have done another season at Cali. Yeah. Um, but you know, there was no word of it when I actually packed in. And I, ironically, my last game was at Huntley, where I played my first game, yeah. and uh, you know, I was thirty six. Yeah, thirty six when I when I played that game. And uh, just time to pack it in, basically. Um, phys- physically and, and fitness-wise, I could have, I could easily have done another season, but you know, I took the decision then. I wasn't, you know, I had my own business and there was enough to do a young family, so you know, it was time to pack it in. But I continued to play, uh, what you would call, for I suppose you would say it's bohemian football in many ways. The Bankers Football Club were, were a veterans team and, you know, we used to play friendlies all the time. And I kept myself, I mean, I had a pretty bit of core fitness, which I kept, 
you know, I, I kept I kept uh, kept running myself and going to the gym and stuff like that. So I, I didn't lose a lot in terms of fitness. Obviously, much fitness was a different thing. But then, of course, the merger loomed large, and uh, it came to pass. Obviously, the last the last derby was at Telford Street. Now, I'm not a hundred percent sure of the circumstances, but I think there was a bit of. Uh, yeah, the Cali Rebels in those days, this was a bit of a, you know, to, a sweetener to them for me to play. Um, looking back on it, I felt sorry, I think, for, I think it was Martin Lyle, actually, who got dropped for me in that game, because he'd played the whole season, and really, I hadn't played, I wasn't signed, so for me to come in, it was a bit of a slap in the face for, for Martin, so, you know, I did feel kind of bad about that, but then again, you know, I, I was more than happy to give it, give it a go, and you know, the usual Royal Rovers moment, score the winner and then we win 1-0. But I wasn't a registered player. The club got fined £200, which they paid on the spot. And uh, I think nowadays, you know, they'd have been docked to three points. But uh, so be it. That was it. And uh, away we went. I believe Jimmy Faulkner uh, paid that fine as well. And, it, yeah, like you say, paid it on the spot. So it's a case of... You know, at that point, no one was caring. They just wanted to uh, to win that game. It was obviously yeah. a, a very um, volatile. Uh, uh, it was a febrile atmosphere. I think I think it could be the right word because uh, I mean the, the chance from both you know both sets of fans. It was it wasn't it wasn't good at all. I mean, you can kind of get your head around it in many ways. You know, there were, both teams were losing their their heritage. Um, I mean, I must be honest. When the when the thing was first booted, I thought this is just not right. You know, this is this is not right. We're losing so much history here. And I'm sure the Jags thought the same. Again, with hindsight, I mean, I came round to the idea pretty quickly that you know it was the only way forward. So I, I don't think Cali on their own. Certainly, Jags wouldn't have done it at that point. They, they wouldn't have got in. Cali may have got in, but whether they would have had the support behind the scenes that would be necessary to to you know to keep it going I, I don't know I mean I'm looking back my own view of it now and again with, with all the benefit of hindsight was that Clark should have come in with us at the same time I still think that if all three teams had gone in as a one the reserve team could have been in the Highland League as, as a team as Clark and point, point of fact are in now but if all three teams I don't think things would have got as hostile as they were. You know, if you had the three teams, I think it would have been easier. But, you know, I can understand where the clock board were coming from. And uh, they pulled out, obviously, of, of the merger. Yeah, it's, it, as I say, it's a, it was a really volatile uh, time, uh, you know, certainly that year. And things did die down. And, you know, as we all know, uh, Caledonian Thistle were born in uh, 1994. And you also had the the, the honour of, of turning out for uh, Caledonian Thistle uh, as well, I believe. Uh, Sergio Baltaccia uh, called upon your services as well. Yeah, well, that, that season, Dave Mulroy was, uh, he was in charge of the, the young young boys of the second team. So he asked me to come along and, and you know, mostly young boys, mostly 18, 17, 18 year olds that were playing for the second team at, at that point. Uh, with the odd, you know, a player, for instance, that would uh, be injured in the first team coming back 
but he didn't have any experience in the team. So he asked me to play. We played in the North Cali League and we, we played in the North of Scotland Cup, in fact, as a, as a, as a Cali Castle second team. And I played with Davey. I mean, I didn't uh, train. Well, that was one thing. I mean, I'd give it up on, on that side of things. You know, I, I wasn't I wasn't committing myself to training because I'd packed that in. But I was able to play on the Saturday and I see, I had a core fitness, and I, you know, I did my own training, as it were, but, you know, I, did, I didn't go to training and, and, and train with them. Um, but, I, I, you know, I was doing quite well with, with them, you know. Uh, I mean, we were playing North Cali League, so the standard wasn't as high as, as Highland League, you know. But, um, so, they had a, the, the first team had a wee bit of an uh, injury crisis, so Sergey had seen me playing for the second team. So, he tried to persuade me to play a couple of, couple of months before I actually did, I just said, look, I don't think so. You know, I, you know, there's no future in me. There's no future for you or for me in, in doing this. But then, as he got this injury crisis, so I play, ended up playing three games at the end of that season. And uh, it's probably a wee bit of an ego trip for me, to be, to be honest. I was nearly 38 and I enjoyed it. But, you know, it, it was, it was, it was a, never a long-term, you know, there was never a long-term thing in it, you know. The only thing that, that probably came out of it was that uh, Peter Corbett and Roshi Fraser were in charge of Clark at the time. And uh, they approached me to sign for Clark to play Highland League. Okay. And I must be honest, I did give that some thought. I did think that, you know, why not? I, you know, I was still fit enough and I could still, I, I, I thought I could probably still play Highland League, but, you know, I, I'd done my time. I'd done my time. Well, well like I said earlier on, I was, I was speaking to, uh, former Cali Thistle player Ross Tokley a few weeks ago, and indeed he is uh, back in the Highland League at the, the age of 46. So um, you know, it, yeah, it can be done. Uh, Billy, when you look back at your at your career, obviously we've we've spoken about it for the last hour or so now. You know, lots of uh, you know lots of trophies. You know, an incredible experience and going to to Glasgow Rangers and playing for uh, the side that you supported. How do you look back and and sum up your playing career? Uh, I wouldn't change anything. I mean, the good, the good and the bad have to come together. You have to, ex- you have to experience the, the lows in football to enjoy the highs. That, that, that's that's definitely true, you know. Unless unless you experience the the low of defeat, you can't you can't enjoy the high of, of winning. You know, and we're very fortunate to play with so many great players. I mean, throughout my career, I was I was blessed to play in really good teams. I mean, even when I popped in, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm totally retired. I, I carry on playing with the bankers and we had a fantastic uh, camaraderie going there. You know, players like Davey, Davey Mulroy, Peter Corbett, Gordy Fife, Sandy Anderson, Alan Stewart, who both played for Forest, played for Cali as well. You know, we were, a, we were an old people's home for ex Highland league players, you know, and we invented so many ways to lose goals. It was, it was unbelievable. It was just a fantastic... Fantastic way to finish my, my football career in many ways, you know. Yeah. But I say I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. It was just luck, whatever else, you know. You, you need a, a slice of luck, and you know I was fortunate to have that. And I, like I say, I was fortunate to play with so many great players. Yeah, many of them that you've mentioned uh, in the last hour or so. Uh, Billy, thank you very much for spending some time. I'm sure that uh, Cali fans out there that will be uh, reminiscing about those uh, those triumphs over the years. Uh, while listening to this uh, this podcast. Uh, yeah, as I say, Billy, really appreciate your time. Thank you, Ian. Appreciate that.
Well, a massive thanks again to Billy for sparing some time to talk over his uh, fantastic career with Cali and, of course, that incredible spell at Glasgow Rangers as well. You can find out more information about the Inverness Football Memories Project. They have a website. It's ambari.org.uk. I'll spell that for you as well. It's Gaelic. It's A-M-B-A-I-L-E.org.uk or simply type into Google Inverness Football Memories. Next up on the podcast, we talk to Callie Thistle's record appearance holder, Ross Tokley. Thank you again for listening and see you next time.